Hey guys, thanks for listening to the Airgun Podcast. In today's episode, you are going to be listening to, we have Keith and Norm from 68 Whiskey, and they are going to be talking about long-range shooting and some other just fun things, how they met, um, Philly cheesesteaks, grass-fed, grass-finished beef, the farm life, that whole thing. And something that's cool about this episode is you're going to hear an echo when they're talking in some parts, and that's because they're sitting in a whiskey distillery that they are building on Keith's farm. So it's a nice big open building, and there's uh, just a lot of space for the acoustics for their voices to echo. So that's something cool to listen for in the podcast. And um, I hope you guys really enjoy this episode. And don't forget to share this with your friends and your fellow air gunners. And if you want to get other people from the firearms world into this, this is a great episode to do so because that is where both Keith and Norm came from. So for our listeners, today we have Norm and Keith from 68 Whiskey Air Gunning. What's the official channel name that you guys say when, you, when you're when you like, oh, this is our channel? Yeah, it's 68, 68 Whiskey is the channel. Um, and then on Instagram, we're 68 Whiskey Air Gunning because uh, it was already taken. And I'm just glad we got the channel name before, you know, Paramount stole it from us with their crazy little Yeah, show. I was going to say, did you guys <laughs> know something like that was just going to happen? And you figured, hey, great time to to steal this name no i mean the channel started before we had an idea for a mm-hmm. channel um norm and i were you know always kind of into shooting that's like what we've done together since we became friends and uh anyway we started shooting and norm was like it would be really cool if we got one of these side shots and uh you know put it on one of the guns mm-hmm. so we put it on my gun and I was recording through my phone and I still have those early videos up there and they're not good, but they were, they're only, a, they're not even a year ago, <laughs> but, um, you know, we were just enjoying it. We just wanted to put it on YouTube basically so that, um, we could watch them whenever we wanted to mm-hmm. and send them to people that we wanted to send them to. Smart. And then, uh, it just kind of became a thing pretty fast. I don't know. I, enjoyed the editing part of it and uh, norm enjoyed supplying everything we could possibly need to have a channel <laughs> That's awesome. it was, uh, yeah, so how did you guys meet uh that was at ray's shop right? yeah at our, we had a mutual friend that owned a gun shop and uh i was at the house and ray's like hey what are you doing i'm like ah, nothing much why he goes you got to come over i want you to meet somebody I said, who's that? And he said, Keith Gibson. I'm like, who's Keith Gibson? He goes, the guy from Top Shots. <laughs> I'm like, what's Top Shots? <laughs> he goes, a TV show. Man. I said, all right. So then I drove over there, and actually that's where I met Keith at, yeah. at the gun shop. And we just kind of chatted. I remember specifically Norm was sitting on a chair with his lovely wife next to him eating a Philly cheesesteak. Was I? Yeah, <laughs> off to the side. And I'm talking to uh, Rhett, who's our mutual friend, and was my first sponsor ever r&r tactical arms yeah. and uh i was shooting a, a lot of um igpa uh defensive pistol competitions mm-hmm. and, um like a lot of it yeah like i would wake up at you know 6 30 and shoot for a half an hour before i had to get out to work on the farm and then i would shoot at dusk and then i made uh i think twice a week i would make a 
uh, a league competition and then I'd go to every big shoot that, you know, was within a couple hours. It was a lot of fun. It was a big part of my life and taught me a lot about, um, you know, how the shooting world works kind of, and, uh, you know, what it means to, uh, to, to meet some of the, the top tier guys, you know, I was mm -hmm. fortunate enough. I had a guy mm -hmm. that kind of took me under his wing at one of the nightly leagues. His name is Mark Reddle. Um, an amazing pistol shot with a 1911 and uh, he kind of coached me a little bit. And uh, the next thing I knew I was at shot show and doing all this cool stuff. And then, you know, the, yeah, I don't know. It was kind of a whirlwind, but fun. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. So basically you see Norm with a Philly cheesesteak. It's love at first sight. So when did Beta, you guys? Well, okay. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> who is this? muscular person that's obviously with this lady that's his wife lease and uh I, I to be honest i remember i walked into that uh that moment to negotiate a sponsorship with ray mm -hmm. and um so it was it kind of like threw me off to uh to just end up chatting with somebody at that right. moment but you know norm's so laid back it was kind of easy, and I don't remember how we actually hung out on our own for the first time, but it wasn't long after that. Yeah, well, what happened was uh, all the stuff went on with the Safe Act. Oh yeah, and I had an upper, an AR upper mm -hmm. that we wanted to do some dealing on before the Safe Act kicked in. That crap. So uh, Keith and I did a deal on a on an upper, and he heard that um, you know I love shooting guns and stuff, and he invited me to his farm to do a long range shooting thing. Cause these guys uh, have a mile set up on the farm that they can shoot. Oh, wow. So, so I was like, wow, man, I'd love to come to your farm and try it out. And that's where it originally started. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Oh yeah. Yeah. I didn't remember that. I remember the Philly cheesesteak. Oh I yeah. I remember that. Part. <laughs> yep. no, I remember that plain as day. Yeah. We used to, we used to shoot long range almost every single day. Oh yeah. yeah like yeah. we, we came into air guns, straight from shooting 300 Remington Ultra Mags and 300 mm -hmm. Win Mags and 308. 338 Lapuas. Oh, yeah. That's what kind of shut us down, say, because uh, the neighbors were totally cool. We were banging away with 308s. I mean, we would shoot, you know, 7,500 rounds each every night, um, and we would shoot no matter what because we wanted to learn everything. Like, I remember mm -hmm. we first started getting uh, – cold bore hits at like 800 yards yeah. in wind and we were so pumped and we just wanted to push it further and further and further so norm got this monstrous <laughs> 338 one day of shooting that and the neighbors were complaining <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah that's so, that's wild so then what what was it that got you guys into air guns like how did you did you know about them previously um well I don't know about Norm, but I mean, I've been shooting air like everybody, you know, since since you. Well, what happened with this, Tay, is um, Keith, you know, he's a whatever he gets into, he's a maniac like myself. And um, he called me up one day and he says, um, I want to get into getting a really nice PCP air gun and try it. And I'm like, you know what? I used to um, build race remote control boats. And I'd ship them all over the world. I'd build them for people and fly uh, 3D helicopters and build them. And a guy um, wanted one of my helicopters and had a PCP air rifle. A he Talon wanted... SS. Yeah, a Talon SS. Yeah. 22. Mm -hmm. 
me for one of my helicopters. I'm like, I don't even know what that that is. And he goes, oh, it's a really expensive air rifle, blah, blah, blah. I said, okay. I took it on trade, and I had it sitting on my wall for like eight years. And then Keith was talking about getting into air rifles. I'm like, dude, I got one on my wall that I've never even fooled around with. Why don't you take it and play with it? And that's what he did. Yo, and boy, did I play with yeah. it. I had it for like a year, and I had tried. I had this thing. I had. I don't know if you're familiar with an Air Force Talon SS, but it's, you know, it's not the Condor. It's like the low-powered version, short. Right. And, mm-hmm. um, but I had it shooting slugs pretty good. Um, and, uh, I got a pigeon at like 150 yards that just blew my mind, you know? And I was like, we got to push this further. And to back that story up a little bit to give credit where credit's due, I didn't say anything to Norm about PCPs until I was cruising on YouTube and I saw this like spiky haired skinny dude shooting PCPs (laughs) in an abandoned building at pigeons. And I was like. I didn't even know they made air puns like that. That's insane. Like he was just, you know, everything he pointed at it was going down. And I'm like, I've never had an air gun that would shoot that accurately, especially not that wasn't a pump. And um, so that kind of piqued my interest. And then I found uh, Matt Dubber and I watched Matt that there's this one episode where he's shooting pigeons with a 177 day state off of a wall at like a hundred yards. And that just, that just threw me for a loop. I was like, I got to have that kind of accuracy. And Mm -hmm. so then, then I mentioned, you know, it's a norm and norm's the kind of guy, like (laughs) I have to be careful what I say around norm. Cause I'll be like, dude, the, the string on my bow is frayed. I'll be like, Oh, the hell with that. And I'll be like, what do you mean? And he shows up the next day here, try this bow. It's yours. You know, you gotta, (laughs) that's just how norm is. So I should have known, but. Yeah, he showed up with that talent, and I just got really interested. But that didn't really spike your interest yet. No. Like, no. I shot that for over a year, and uh, you weren't all that into it. But then when I brought up the fact that I was going to upgrade, remember, I was like, yeah. I'm selling. Uh, I sold a beautiful tactical Remington 1100, and I sold mm-hmm. a whole bunch of reloading stuff. And I sold a pistol, and that was my funding to buy my first FX. I bought an FX Crown, like the original 600 barrel. Uh, mm-hmm. And I know I no sooner told Norm, "Hey, <laughs> I ordered one." He goes, "Well, I've been looking at them too, and uh, there's this FX Impact that looks really cool." And I was like, "That's really cool," but it's like 2,200 bucks, dude. And he's like, "Yeah, I know. I have. I, it's being overnighted." <laughs> so I, oh I so I ordered my gun before Norm and then Norm's <laughs> gun shows up first <laughs> so he brings it up when it arrives shows it to me and then leaves it with me and you never even shot it no he just left it with me to shoot until my gun came in <laughs> oh what a nice guy he's Norm, like, why you nice, he's like it's, it's not really describable the lengths this guy goes to to make his friends happy it's crazy <laughs> well that's amazing so then what was it that piqued your interest in air guns then norm you know obviously you you ended up buying an impact basically for your actual first pcp and well, so what what was it that got you guys shooting together 
Well, we're both really anal about stuff with our accuracy and stuff. And I'm one of those type of guys that has to have the best. So if I don't have the money, I'll wait. And, the, mm-hmm. you know, this impact from what I heard was the best to have out there. And once I started shooting it, like I said, Keith, like, Keith was calling me, telling me what he was doing with this FX. And I'm like, oh, my God, I got to try it out. So I came up and I, I actually shot my own gun. <laughs> and I'm like, holy smokes. I, you know, I had a, I had a Crossman 760 and a Sheridan back in the day. And I thought they were cool. But, I mean, this was, like, beyond cool. So once I shot that, it's so, so funny. Once I shot that, that night I went and ordered another one. <laughs> no, actually, no, actually, that night I ordered a Wildcat. Oh yeah, that's right. Because yeah, the I wildcat the impact, came first. So I ordered a wildcat because I like bull pups, and uh, I had the wildcat next day to me. And then it was like a week later, I bought another impact um, because I really liked shooting the wildcat, but I really liked the impact. But I wanted another caliber in the impact. So and he's like, "Well, forget changing the barrels. I'll just get- yeah." And I'm like, "Uh." <laughs> I don't even know what to say to that, but okay. So, you know, for the first bunch of our videos, I'm shooting my crown. Yeah. And he's shooting impacts. Yep. And then eventually you kind of see, like, I start shooting the impacts a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like the, I, I don't know if, well, I, I know you saw it today because I put it on Instagram, but I don't know if all the readers saw, but um, Utah Airguns Custom Shop just sent us like, the baddest impacts ever like they are completely tuned from them totally done up and that's my very first impact i've never owned one until a week ago that you know everything that i've ever shot for an impact was um just norm being generous and leaving a gun with me so i could use it dang norm you want to send one my way (laughs) <laughs> no i'm kidding I, I got everything i need man i got the dreamline that's that's nice. plenty for me um but man yeah, that's but- crazy so you guys pretty much you start off you know top of the line and yeah. then you're just making videos and putting them up so you can send them and share them with people and yeah. then where did things kind of start to turn over because i i remember probably I don't know how long ago, less than a year now, I, I sent you guys a message on Instagram when you first kind of had one. You first, like, created your Instagram account. And I pretty yeah. much, you know, just said, hey, I think you guys are going to be doing pretty well here in the airgun industry with everything that you've got and your know-how already. So, And you've seemed to have made a pretty big impact, no pun intended. Um, <laughs> well, we, so- uh, we've... I think I think the biggest there's a couple things that I can think of. One was uh, Bob, um, Air Gunner Bobo, yeah. reached out to us really early, and yeah. I actually went back and watched a few of the videos to like when he reached out to us, not mm-hmm. that long ago, just to see like what he saw that he liked, and um, I'm not sure what he saw because they were not good, but <laughs> he liked them and was like, "Hey man, I, I'm starting a new job. You know, I'm gonna go uh, be a trucker." And I'd really like to shoot with you guys beforehand. And I'm like, well, yeah, me too, buddy. But you live in Michigan. And uh, that sounds like a long drive. And he's like, well, is it okay if I come next week? <laughs> so he, he drove all the way from Michigan to come hang out. 
and uh, we had a blast. Oh my god, we had a like we hit it off with Bob so fast. And uh, he's just one of the nicest guys ever. And he brought his daughter, um, whose name is the same as mine, Kaylee. Um, And she was a sweetheart. And uh, I don't know, like something about the fact that Bob wanted to come, like in my mind, like if this guy who has a bunch of subscribers likes what we're doing, then we must be doing something right. And I want to get better at it. Um, Mm -hmm. Like telling a story, you know, um, right. <clears throat> and so, you know, for me, um, telling a story is like, you know, watch any one of Matt Dubber's videos. And to me, I'm, I'm fully entertained if he never even takes a shot. So that's right. the kind of video that I hope, you know, one day um, we can provide. You know, we have a totally different style, but mm-hmm. that feeling of being entertained regardless of the shooting is um kind of what drove me to to edit um all the time so norm is like our supply guy and our motivator and uh he's always driving from his house to mine like a half an hour um to come shoot and then i'm the behind the scenes guy the editor um so anything that you like was um hopefully some good editing and anything you didn't like is my fault so i apologize <laughs> it is what it is <laughs> yeah and, and what's funny uh, a fun a funny yeah. fact here to tell you is keith came up with this 68 whiskey for youtube and for instagram i didn't even know what it meant i'm like well i know you're calling us 68 whiskey whiskey but what is that <laughs> i didn't even know it was um combat medic and that's what keith was in the military a combat medic. Oh, yeah. So that oh, makes sense. Okay. I... Yeah. So I was, uh, I was in the army for nine years and, uh, I was a combat medic. Like Norm said, I did a tour overseas in Iraq. Um, and then I started a distillery a couple of years ago. So it was like, well, I was, a medic, which the, the MOS, the call sign is, you know, 68 whiskey. And now mm-hmm. whiskey is my life. So it just seemed to make sense. And I made it 68 whiskey, but we weren't planning for any, you know, recognize kind of kicked myself later because we were too far into it to change. And I was like, man, if I had had like something maybe more to do with air gunning, maybe our numbers would grow faster. I don't know. <laughs> you know, so when people search air gun, we pop up, but, um, it's it's going fine, so I'm yeah. I'm very pleased with the yeah. name because it's it was a big part of my life, and uh, you know, I just didn't really plan it. Like I said, the the channel wasn't really supposed to be a channel in the beginning, it was right? Something for us to record our outings. Well, that's awesome, yeah. Because I I actually was I was trying to figure out um, if I could get whiskey from you guys. I'm like trying to look for it, and then all that keeps popping up is the new show that came out and. And yeah, then I, right. you know, through, through reading well, and yeah, trying to our, find, like, putting in different things, I figured out that it was a, you know, the 68W is a, a army medic kind of thing. And I'm like, wow, that's, didn't know that, but that's cool. And it totally does make sense now. <laughs> yeah, I, I wish that, you know, the laws let us ship to other states. Right now, we can only ship to people in New York. Um, you know, so anybody in New York 
that's a friend of yours could do whatever they want with one of my bottles, but I can't ship it to you personally. And trust us, we get requests oh, daily for, all the time. for this bourbon and whiskey. I, we just can't, like he said, I can't send it to different states. Yeah, I can't wait until the ball changes because um, that would give us a really nice boost. We're still a really young distillery. We're two years in, and uh, Norm has been basically here every day building this new distillery with me. And um, we're, I don't know, days away from opening. Yeah, It's so close to being We're ready finished. on our part. Yeah, our part's ready. Yeah. The, the steam guys are having some issues getting the boiler figured mm. out. But uh, but we're ready and we can't wait, man. <clears throat> that's why, yeah, it's funny, like a lot of people probably think our videos are slacking right now because of Corona. It's, yeah. it's not that. It's slacking because we're busy doing distillery stuff oh yeah it's it's non-stop from sun up until almost dark dang that's crazy so you guys where is the distillery on your property like is it on the, the farm or where is it yes it's on keith's farm here yeah it's it's Man. pretty awesome because the spot that we had our original distillery was really small and dingy and uh it wasn't a fun place to be, but Norm came up anyway all the time. Um, but this spot is like made for comfort and aesthetics, and uh, and it's a hundred feet from my front door, yeah. so that makes it really nice. So I can walk over here in the morning with a coffee in my hand, and when it's empty, I just walk back and fill it up. It's beautiful. You'd have to see a picture of this or a video of it to actually appreciate this this place because uh, we couldn't even explain it. Buddy, I mean, it's just amazing. Everything's coming really, really, really good, yeah. and on a shoestring budget too. And it's just coming along anyway. Yep. So, pretty fun. That's awesome. I've definitely I've seen some of the posts and videos of you guys working on it and that whole thing. It it looks sweet. And you, have you guys been shooting out of it? Yeah. Um, practicing <laughs> for the is that is that a trick question? Dave? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we right now there's an FX impact and an Air Force Talon SS. Yeah. One on each level, just in case. Keith actually made put windows in specifically for that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's awesome. That's really cool. You guys are, I mean, just combining your your passions and your craft and making them work and that's a really cool thing. And if you guys see any pests while we're doing this, please just stop me <laughs> and just go take me. a shot. <laughs> Trust me, you won't have to tell us. If you hear it quiet over here, <laughs> yeah. you'll know Keith's We're just busy. taking off somewhere. <laughs> I'm dying That's fine. Go. Yeah. The wind is afraid to move up here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can definitely see why. So let's get in just to a couple fun facts about you guys. So, you've, Keith, you've already shared a couple things. Um, and you've alluded to. What's that? I said there's a lot to learn about Norm. That's because I'm old. Yeah. <laughs> first, first of all, Norm loves Philly cheesesteaks. That's what I know first. Yeah, he um, does. From your story. So, Norm, t give us a, a few fun facts about you. I th I think I've read somewhere that you do jujitsu. Is that correct? Yeah, I'm a Gracie jujitsu instructor. I had a couple schools. Um, trained a lot of law enforcement, military. Um, it's a big part of my life, especially being uh, Gracie affiliated. Um, mm -hmm. Let's see. Um, again, I used to, uh, you know, be big into the RC world. Uh, I was a tree climber for 
26 years. As in, like, the guy that comes and cuts the limbs off yeah, trees and I'm stuff. Yeah, like I'm that. the nut that would be hanging over your built-in pool or your house, taking trees down. Um, wow. So, yeah, those are a few fun facts about me. And then look at you now, Philly cheesesteak master <laughs> and air gun extraordinaire. Absolutely. Yeah. And he's got some amazing grandchildren, and oh, his yeah. kids are unreal. We have two grandsons, we have four four children. Um, so yeah, life is life is great. It really is. That's awesome, man. That's that's really cool to hear. And the, I think our listeners really enjoy hearing the the backgrounds and the backstories because we just see, you know, two handsome men destroying pigeons at 300 <laughs> yards with air rifles and we don't really know a whole lot of behind the scenes so it's it's good to to hear that and then keith you have kids yourself correct i do yeah i have a, a 14 year old daughter and a nine-year-old son and uh they're just awesome like my daughter's um honor roll and we're really proud of her um and my son we're really proud of for different reasons he is like all farm boy and uh Awesome. He is really taking a shine to Godzilla, my new uh, impact that Utah sent me. And uh, so I don't know how long I'm going to be able to keep ownership of that. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, and both of them, both of them are into hunting. And like, I can remember when my daughter was two. Yeah, no, three years old, I guess. Yeah. My wife just walked in, so she's chilling with us now. Um like three years old i used to be really into trapping when she was three um i had gotten mm -hmm. back from overseas and i just wanted to do something that i enjoyed and uh we have so many good pictures of her you know i don't know what, what she was 30 pounds maybe standing next to a 50 pound beaver and like you know just like all this cool stuff and she's like petting raccoons <laughs> that's amazing i mean it sounds really redneck but um they were really nice you know moments in my life there's nothing wrong with being redneck. Nope, not at all. <laughs> so here's the question. Mm -hmm. When she brings a boy to meet you, are you going to bring out a firearm or an air gun? So she has already. Oh. And I've decided that I'm going to take more of the, like, fun dad to be around, but make sure that my daughter tells them at all times that I've been trained in hand-to-hand -hand combat. And I'm accurate out to about 1,500 yards. So, you know, <laughs> do what you want to do. <laughs> your life yes. is your life. I'm glad you like that boy. I'm glad he likes you. But uh, if he goes wrong, you know, that's that's when it gets weird. And so, how fast he can run. Yeah. He's only going to die tired. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. We're trying, <laughs> oh, man. That is good. Yeah. We're like stuck halfway in between hippie and conservative i guess <laughs> yeah that's a good place to be you know in the middle yeah. <laughs> so man what's next for you guys uh, obviously you you uh i don't know who you've partnered up with or if you have partnered up with people um besides fx obviously they're uh they're keen to you guys but um the field pro speed loaders what what's that all about well, I went to uh, my first shooting event last year down in Ohio at the Pyramid Cup, and I wanted to go down there. I didn't want to compete at all. I just wanted to go down there and meet everybody, like Donnie Fell and Justin and 
John from FX and Ernest. And um, I have OCD. So I was watching uh, Thane Simmons and his dad had these magazines shake and bake called baby. shake and bake. Yeah. And what you'd have to do is you'd hold these magazines and you dump a tin of pellets on them and shake them. And the pellets would fall headfirst into them for speed loading. But my OCD kicked in when I'm seeing these pellets <laughs> falling all over the table and onto the ground. And, um, and then I would see some people that only had like one magazine. I asked a couple of people, mm -hmm. why do you only have one magazine? They're like, well, we just can't afford to have more than one magazine. So when I left there, I said, there's got to be an easier way to load these magazines without dumping them on, you know, on the table or whatever. Um, and, you know, be able to make it affordable, make them cheap enough where uh, people could own a couple of them. So I'm sitting there and I drive truck delivering hardwood flooring for a living. And I'm, on my, one of my deliveries, I'm thinking, how can I make this thing? And I'm thinking about it, thinking about it. And I'm saying, well, I could do it like a revolver speed loader, but I don't want it to be mechanical. I want it to be simple. So then I just, mm -hmm. the more I thought about it, the more I, it, it became easier and easier in my mind. And um, so I called, who's one of my partners now, Steve from Aragon Evolution, and ran it by him. Now, Steve is a computer whiz, and uh, he went to school for designing stuff. So he's like, oh, yeah, dude, we can do that. So he is really good friends with Erlis, the iguana hunter down in Florida. Now, mm -hmm. Erlis had a 3D printer. So Steve and I designed this speed loader, and we didn't have a 3D printer at the time. So we sent the file down to Erlis and said, hey, can you print us one of these to test it? And he did. And then I was like, listen, Ernest, I mean, Erlis was such a nice guy to go do that for us. Let's make him a partner because he's very smart and intelligent too. And um, that's mm -hmm. how we became the three of us partners. Steve came up with the name Field Pro because obviously we're out in the field with him. And mm -hmm. Keith and I, we do a lot of, hunt we're more hunters than competition shooters. So, and I'm on blood thinner. So my fingers get cold and my body gets cold really fast. And we, we shoot up here in like 10 degree weather. So trying to reload, you know, a magazine, if you only have one, when your fingers are frozen and you're trying to put 22 pellets or whatever, one at a time in a magazine, stunk. So it's so nice to be able to load these loaders up at night in your warm house, load three or four up. And then, you know, the next day when you go to load them, it's as simple as just spin that magazine, put your pin pellet in and flip uh, the speed loader on top of it and they're loaded yeah it's like really that oh, yeah. yeah i mean i know i've shown it a few times in the videos and uh but i was blown away like when norm brought it up and steve you know we have this group chat where Erlis and steve and norm and yeah. i are all on the same thing and yeah. uh on whatsapp and so they're always like bouncing these ideas and i kind of stay out of like the general discussions um because i'm not a partner in the business i'm just the pretty face that advertises them yeah and uh <clears throat> but just watching these guys minds work is unreal like it's it's really cool i yeah. think i think it's a real thing and i think it's gonna only get more and more popular um as time yeah and what sure. i did uh tell you is i'm a very respectful type of person very humble and what I did is when I first came up with this idea, before we even made the first prototype, I reached out and called Thane Simmons 
and I called Donnie FL mm-hmm. because Thane was the designer of the Side Shot magazines, and I wanted to get their approval before we carried on any farther with this because if they didn't like the fact that, you know what, if you make these speed loaders, it may take away from our sales on our and that's the last thing I'd want to do. But they were right mm-hmm. on board with it. Said one hundred percent. We may even work with you. And they gave you tons of advice. Oh my God! They gave yeah. They gave us tons of advice and helped us so much. Um, and once they gave us that approval, we were like, awesome, man. Then then we started doing our thing. That's sweet. Yeah, and they look amazing. And you know, th- things have been a little crazy. Well, lately, I'm sure for everyone with all the coronavirus stuff, but. Uh, I've been wanting to get my hands on one just for my my 25 cal Dreamline because okay, you know it'd be nice to to load one of those. So well, how norm- how can I get a hold of one of those, or how can listeners also get their hands on those? You can go to um, Field Pro. Field okay, yeah, I'll take Keith over. Will, Keith takes over. <laughs> Keith takes over. Okay. Yeah, so you want to just email fieldproloaders at gmail.com. And we're going to be hopefully working on a website where you can just go on and click what you want. But right now, we're just trying to keep overhead low so that um, the business can work. And so Mm -hmm. you'll be talking to Norm directly. You say, um, hey, I have a 25 caliber. And you have to be really specific on whether you have a side shot magazine or an FX magazine because the shot counts are different. and The loaders work differently for each one. Um, right. But it's it's super simple. Norm gets right back to you the moment you place the order. The next day, it's in the mail. Yeah. And uh, again, that's fieldproloaders at gmail dot com. And and Tave to throw out there that now we're making the Hotson Blitz speed loaders, and we're making we're um, day state just got done with doing the day state loader. Yeah. So. Uh, that is awesome. Yeah, so they'll be ready. Uh, actually, I think the files are ready for us to start printing now for those. Sweet. So if anyone out there has a Day State, a Hatsan Blitz, or a uh, FX, um, hit these guys up for a speed loader. And what are they coming in at price-wise so our, our listeners know? They're $20 a piece. And Which I think is extremely fair. And there's something... Super, super exciting that Norm didn't mention about the speed loaders. Giles Ooh, from yes. the Airgun Gear Show that owns Airgun 101. Um, that is like this amazing platform. If you guys have not subscribed to Airgun 101, shame on you because it's free and it's just like YouTube, except it's not censored. And there's, you know, that any ads that do exist are stuff we want to see. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't cost you anything. So, Subscribe to Airgun 101, and then he has a shop, Airgun 101, and he just took inventory of a bunch of speed loaders so that he can service the UK for us instead of yes. us trying to get them to customs to each and every individual. So, um, oh, amazing! Yes, yeah, it's, it's awesome, and you know we have we're such a small um, group, a small community. Like I think it's really important that you know, we all support each other, whether it's subscribing to a channel or especially Airgun 101. I mean, that's a no brainer. It's like the only platform that's dedicated to air guns plus has a store plus is overseas so that some of the stuff that we make over here in the States can get to the UK guys without a big delay. So I think that's pretty awesome. And we really appreciate Giles taking that on. Absolutely. 
yeah, that is props, props to Giles. Uh, and it seems like the, the more experience I have with talking to new guests and people on the podcast is it just seems like it's this whole air gun community is just like a huge welcoming party. Like everyone is on everyone else's team and it's a really cool thing to see. Yeah, really. Um, it was unreal. Like he was glowing yeah. basically <laughs> about how, um, the guys from FX and Utah air guns and Ernest, I mean, Ernest is from FX. Like he's his own separate deity or entity or whatever you want to call him. Yep. But, um, it was just unreal. And we're sitting there like shooting pigeons while Norm's filling me in. And then eventually we just stopped shooting at stuff. And Norm's just telling me about how these guys are like treating them all. We weren't, I think we were just under a thousand subscribers when you went. Yeah. 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 And, uh, so basically not a big channel at all. I mean, we're still not, but, Mm -hmm. um, the fact that they were just so welcoming and included them, like, he went to go hang out at the FX house. I was like, yeah. are you kidding me? That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, Dave, it was so funny because I introduced myself to these these people. I'm like, they're not going to want to give me the time of day. I mean, and these guys like Justin from Air and Jonathan from FX and Ernest and all, all the guys there, uh, Donnie FL, they were like beyond uh, respectful and, and really included my wife in the conversations. Harad from uh air hunters air hunters i mean these guys were just like talking like we've known each other for years and i was like in awe Mm -hmm. at how nice everybody was so then during the day there jonathan uh we switched we switched uh contact information and my my wife and i are at the hotel at night and i get a text from him hey why don't you join us at the fx house tomorrow you know tomorrow my god right yeah. i texted keith i'm like you're gonna believe that farmer's market in new york city yeah. I'm like oh i can't believe i'm not here. just so we're clear like we're talking about um jonathan the guy that runs fx usa yeah 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 so it was like holy crap you're talking to john you know <laughs> like unbelievable and then jonathan yeah. said at that night and he's like are you going to the banquet i said no we didn't even know about the banquet this is the first time i ever came to one of these things and you had to get tickets he goes, oh, you're gonna, yeah. you're gonna come as my guest. I was like, no, no, really, thanks anyway. He goes, just be there at seven o'clock. <laughs> I said, yes, sir. <laughs> Man, that's really cool. Yeah, and he he is a super nice guy. I've I've spoken with him a few times over social media, um, and he also has just the suavest hair I've ever seen. Yeah, so he's he's got more hair than I ever had, and I have. Biggest bald spot ever. So I'm a little lost. You want to talk about a guy that's down to earth? I and mean, this is a busy, real busy man. But a man that, that is that crazy busy that takes the time out and to sit there and talk to you and explain things to you was just, uh, like I say, very humbling. It was nice. Yeah, that's it. I, I've been nothing but impressed by. FX and uh, pretty much any other company that I've interacted with as far as air gunning goes. Um, Everyone just seems to be super cool and respectful. I was going to say before we get people tuning out because they have a beef with FX for some reason or another, like that's just, we've always liked them, the guns. And then we, we shot them and shot them and shot them. And then we met the people and we really liked them. And uh, just so you know, like we're not, you know, bought and paid for our opinions are our own 
and we oh, yeah. just truly love the product and the people i mean it's been unreal and when justin he reached out to us um a little bit before pyramid air cup and he was like hey man um what's your address and i was like uh how come and he's like well i, I want to send you some scope stickers and i was like oh that's really nice of him and uh you know that's the way that these relationships have kind of come about it's just very casual um we like what you're doing do you like what we're doing and we're like yeah we we love your products we love your customer service um yeah. you know utah was where i bought my crown from and i had no idea so utah air guns every gun i got from them is just shot well out of the box i usually end up changing it because i'm a power hungry kind of guy but uh I just yeah. thought that FX guns were that good that like you couldn't detune an FX or something. I had no idea. Um, they actually shoot every single gun and tune every gun before it goes out. I don't, I didn't know that until last month. And another thing to add Dave, I bought four or five FX air guns before I even met those guys. Yeah. In Ohio. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, I mean, we, we right, bought yeah. these FX air guns because of the quality and because how they shot. Yeah, it's Not, got nothing to do yeah, with I mean, sponsorship absolutely. or anything. We just love Oh, them. yeah. I mean, absolutely. And the service. I mean, you picked the phone up. I had a problem. Um, and I picked the phone up, and they're like, immediately send me, they, they uh, send me a thing for shipping, ship it right back to us. They take care of it right away, ship it back to me, help me over the phone with something real easy. And that's all before we had a chat. All before. This was I not mean, special treatment. Yeah. So. This is... So that yeah, and I I'm in the same boat as you guys. I I, I ordered a a gun uh, from FX through Pyramid Air, um, and they forgot the moderators. They forgot the Donny FL in there, and I talked to them, and they had it out like really quickly, and they were great on the phone. So I, I nice. that, they obviously just treat everyone that way because I'm I'm no one knows who I am at all. Oh, so. no. I think it was good, I, good people. Getting a name, say. Yeah. That, that crazy hair is flowing behind you, and we love it. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to take advantage of it while I have it, you know? You should, man. I missed mine. Yeah. <laughs> I've missed mine for the last 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So um, let's talk real quick about, I would say, we could call it one of your most famous shots. Was it 314 yards on a pigeon? Um, there's one week and then the next. So Norm and Steve went out and Norm downed one at 305. Yeah. And then I and went this was out. on video. Yeah. On video. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. On video. We, they're, they're still up. Um, we're not messing around. Um, and then the next week I woke up really early one morning and right at dawn, um, I killed one at 327 yards. Holy smokes. <clears throat> that is nuts. So, the, we, um, is that one on video? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. yep. It's on video. It's on our channel. Uh, so, if there's any any listeners out there doubting this, you can find these videos on YouTube and watch them. Yeah. Um. I for Norm's was called Extreme Range Pigeon Hunt, I think, and mine was three twenty seven far enough, if I remember yeah, right. Because I was like, like that. that's far enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's pretty crazy. So what would you say to uh, people out there who are – they're seeing your channels. They they don't order two FX impacts uh, one after the other. Yeah. They're just getting into air gunning. 
what advice would you give them? Because obviously you, you, uh, Keith, have a, a military background and then competitive shooting. And then you also have a, you know, a mile long shooting range on your farm. Right. What would you say to people who are like, well, I, I can't even hit anything at 100 yards with my effect. Something's wrong with it. Right. And uh, first thing I would say is reach out to us because we spend a ton of time. Like you will never see a comment on one of our videos. Um, every single comment that's ever been posted has been responded to or liked if it didn't require a response. Um, and, right. and we're here to help people, you know, enjoy their air guns. So I have a lot of conversations on private messenger on um, Instagram for helping people tune their guns. And at, you know, at some point I always have to ask the awkward question of like, well, have you ever shot an inch group at a hundred yards with any gun? You know, like, I don't care what it is. Are mm -hmm. or, or cause a lot of people think that the gun should just do it. And that that's not how it works, right. obviously. But there are a lot of capable shooters that just don't understand the system and need a little guidance. So, you mm -hmm. know, we try and help them into good tunes on the guns so that they can enjoy them like we do. But I guess what I would say is what we're doing isn't normal and what we're doing isn't really possible without devoting yourself to it over and over again. Like I can't. Oh my God. Tay, we, you can't imagine the money we have spent in uh, pellets, uh, air, slugs. You know, slug to and learn. So when we go out, we don't, it's not like we just go out one day and say, we're going to go kill a pigeon at 327 yards. We do testing and testing and shooting on Keith's farm. So we, we know what we're capable of doing. We're yeah. not just guys that sling lead in the air and hope. Yeah. Well, the, I think two weeks prior to that 300 yard challenge that we gave ourselves, we shot groups at 360 yards every day. Yeah, exactly. Like, and not a, like yeah. every single day. Yeah. We would spend at least an hour shooting at 360. And it was so far that you couldn't see the impacts. So we would have one guy, uh, uh, the silo, like 100 yards away with binoculars, watching for impacts on the phone. Yeah. You know, talking, like guiding the shooter in. Just so that we were, mm -hmm. the gun could do it. And then it was just down to um, the wind calls that we were making. So number one is just like, just like anything at the extreme edge of what the capabilities of a system are, it's got to be practiced a million times. Yeah. And then the other thing is it's got to be the right projectile. Um, like I would not recommend hitting anything at 300 yards with a, with a pellet really. Cause it's just a, yeah, yeah. a hunk of lead and it's not going to deform and it just doesn't have the energy left. Um, but mm -hmm. these slugs that they make, we actually just started working, uh, with one of your recent interviews, um, Dale, um, from varmint knockers. Mm, yeah. And, uh, his slugs are so soft and they'll, they'll deform at almost any range and they really pop nice and the you know the way that a pigeon's body works basically is any hit that's not in the skinny part of the leg if it's done with a slug with enough energy it's it's a it's a lethal hit within you know 50 yards basically because when you disrupt that that cavity that birds have they just 
they really can't make it through that. Um, mm-hmm. You can't like shock and drop them so much without a spine hit at that range. But everything that we've hit at extreme ranges that, you know, flies for 15, 20, 30 yards and then drops out of the sky. Um, we feel like that's a hundred percent ethical. It's no different than making a perfect shot on a deer and it runs 50 yards before yeah. it crashes, yeah. you know? Right. Um, exactly. So there's, there, the, the ethics question in our mind doesn't really exist because um, the only way you could wound at that range with a slug is basically either a grazing shot, which they'll probably make it through, or you know you hit a, an actual leg. But as hunters, that's something that you know you have to uh, wrap your head around. That I have, I have, I would consider instances of hitting a 200-yard shot proned out oh to. Uh, offhand at 50 to be about the same, you know, like the, mm-hmm. we've done the dope so many times that there's no question about where it's going to hit up and down. It's just, did you call the wind right? And that, that's the other thing. When you say what advice would we give the main thing, uh, tape is your dope and get that yeah. dope on the calmest day, early mornings when Keith does it. And, um, because that's everything. Your dope is everything. Yeah. I mean, again, we're not, we don't guess at things. We think things over. We take in the Coriolis effect, like when we were shooting out to a mile, the wind, barometric pressure, and um, there's a lot to it. Yeah. Um, and it's not for everybody. It's no. not, that's not fun for everyone. Like the science of it. It's a lot of work. Yeah. It's, it's fun to us, um, but it's not fun to, I would say, the majority of people. Because yeah. if it was, more people would shoot long range for targets at exactly. least. But they don't because it's mm-hmm. a ton of work. And like we yeah. think about, like I think about anyway, wind. Every time I step out the door, I try and guess what the wind speed is, mm-hmm. you know. And I actually bought a Kestrel, uh, I don't know, 10 years ago. And uh, I kept it. Until every time I picked it up and put it in the wind, my guess was a mile per hour. And when I got it right oh. 10 times in a row, then I sold it on eBay. Fair <laughs> <laughs> enough. Yeah, I think that's another big thing that people don't understand uh, when it comes to longer range shooting and precision shooting like that is that there's equipment that goes into it besides just your gun and your scope. Yeah. And, um, a lot of times it's because they just don't see that on the, the channels and the things that they're watching. Right. So, I mean, which is, you know, it's not, not good or bad, but just something that people need to understand is there's a lot that goes into it. And then especially, you know, like knowing, you know, if you have a first focal plane scope or a second focal plane and, you know, magnification is going to change your, oh yeah your impact point and your, all, all these different things, you know, depending on the kind of scope you have and this and that. And yeah, there's just a, a lot to it. And I, I'm still, I would consider myself a, an amateur in the air gun well, world. You're doing, you're doing some I've, serious things now. I'm watching you shoot squirrels out to, what was it like 80 yards you posted the other day? I think, I think what I pasted off is about 90. So it's somewhere around 90, 90 yards. I'm pretty good at pacing that out. Cause I grew up on a football field right, my whole yeah. life and, played in college so i know a, i know a yard <laughs> nice. and and you um, you're holding over too which is oh, yeah. extremely mm-hmm. difficult um like I, that's the other is that first of all if you want to go past uh, whatever range you want to make up i don't know if it's 
you know, 90 yards or 200 yards, whatever in your mind. But Mm -hmm. there's a point where holding over is so, so difficult because you'd also need to hold for wind. Yeah. We've got to add wind into it. And, um, and it gets huge at some of the long ranges. Like we make kills holding, you know, 12 MOA to wind. (laughs) And I, I, no matter how many times we practiced it, that would not be possible holding over. So you need to have a scope that you can dial and rely on. And unfortunately that means you're spending a lot of money between not only the gun, but then the scope, you know, like we were big night force guys. And then the first time we picked up an Athlon, we were like, well, this glass is better and it's just as reliable. So then we were all Athlon and then the element scopes came out and we love them. And they're, it's like, the tankness, the reliability of uh, of Night Force was met with like the brightness in the glass of Athlon. But what I'm I'm just saying all those things to say that like none of those options are cheap, you know. And uh, yeah, that's, but that's what it takes if you really want to actually make reliable hits at 200 yards. And I know tons of people have their workarounds and they've made some shots at at long distance. But if you're looking to do it as a regular thing and crank your turrets 50, 60 times a day. Yeah. all the way up to 80 MOA and then back down to zero and you want to count on them. I mean, nothing, uh, sadly, you know, you get what you pay for. And I might add that hey, a lot good. of my guns, uh, the scopes are two or three times the cost of what my gun is. Yeah. Like I may have a $500 gun, but with a $2,000 scope on it. To me, the scope is more important. Right. That's the heart of the whole oh, thing. Yeah. It's absolutely. The, the gun has to work. Yeah. But it only has to do one thing, and that's fling a projectile at the same speed every time. Mm-hmm. You know, the scope has to do yes. a myriad of things and focus and yep. adjust for elevation. And if you dial windage, do that. Uh, we always hold. Be able wind, to read but, mirage. Yeah, be able to read mirage. Um, you know, back out to three quarters of the distance or so, so the target's just a little fuzzy, and see what the wind's doing halfway. Yeah. Um, yeah, we've learned a lot about wind since we started shooting air guns. I mean, we thought we knew when we were shooting powder burners out the long range. Mm-hmm. We had no idea. Yeah, but you're also <laughs> shooting 3,200 feet per second, right. 500 feet per second. Yeah, vastly different um, when it comes to that. And I would you guys say that shooting air guns has made you better shooters no overall? Oh, my God. It. There's... Yeah, there's no question. I about feel it. like I could pick up a 308 oh, and shoot it as far as I want. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Because like, I would say that if I had to guess, a 300 yard air gun shot is like if you took a 308 to 15, 1600 yards. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. And I mean that changes on caliber, but like everyone kind of is familiar with a 308, mm-hmm. so. Um, Mm-hmm. I would say that that's fair, and I, and I think a hundred yard shot with an air gun is more like a two hundred and fifty, three hundred yard shot. With I don't know, what do you think? Yeah, I yeah. think you're right in the ballpark. Yeah, I mean it's like all those factors that aren't important at a hundred yards for a powder burner start to become important for an air gun at you know thirty five, forty yards. Yeah, because like you're shooting a third mm-hmm. of the speed. Yeah, you know. So yeah, I, I think it's yeah, that, my- that makes sense. So, um, do you guys have any videos up right now on your channel that kind of talks about, you know, the settings of your scope and dialing and, you know, maybe almost like a conversion chart. It seems like you could come up with when it comes yeah, to that, that kind of stuff. 
haven't done yet. We did uh, a couple on our gear, but it's been mm-hmm. a while. So we should probably do an updated gear video. Yeah, but, and Keith did a great video of uh, wind, how wind pushes a pellet down or raises a pellet up at a certain mile an hour, at a certain distance. Yeah, aerodynamic. Aerodynamic. Yeah. 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 It's just, it's amazing. Vulnerability of air rifle ammo. Even when they're great, aer- you know, aerodynamic slugs, they, they, I'm not going to say they struggle in the wind. They do as well as they can at that speed. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. they, the, the up-down portion is what usually screws us up. And it screwed me up our last hunt with the element scope. Remember I took, um, we were, we put it on the 30 caliber and I, for whatever reason, Tay, like this is the lesson I need to learn over and over again. And it was really windy that day. Oh my God. That's so day. it was like ripping 25, oh, 30 mile an hour yeah. winds. And I'm holding like three and four mil on birds at a hundred yards. Like it was just insane. And it took me, I don't know, a full mag or two to be like, oh, right. Cause the wind pushes down and up yeah. too. And I, I don't know why I bring, maybe I was just yeah. excited with the new gear and I just wanted to shoot or whatever, but I missed so many times before I started hitting. And, and so some of your listeners, uh, three to four mil doesn't sound much, but when that equates to MOA, you're talking 12. <laughs> yeah, 12, 16, 16 MOA, MOA. Which mm-hmm. at 100 yards is oh over God. a foot. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> but those are... Man. So what, what do you guys have a favorite caliber? Oh, Sorry. let me tell you something. You want to hear <laughs> a quick funny story? I'm, I'm the guy that always likes to push the limits, and, and I like new stuff. So... We were shooting the 22s and the 25s. We thought they were the greatest thing on earth. I was like, I got to get a 30. He's like, why would you want to get a 30? Dude? I'm like, dude, it's all hype. Yeah. It's total bull. Yeah. And you don't want that. He was like beyond talking it down, telling me, don't waste your money on that. Well, you're going to put holes in silos. Yeah. So I go, I, me, nobody tells me what to do. Not even me. So <laughs> I go and buy one anyway, a 30. Keith gets his hand on that thing. And let me tell you what, I hadn't seen that gun in like a month. Yeah, I took <laughs> full custody yeah. immediately. Yeah. Oh my God. We call it the beast. Yeah. And that thing was awesome. And it was sweet. Yeah. We weren't even shooting. But stuff. Keith's killing pigeons at 220 yards. With yeah, pellets. With pellets. Like it's nothing, man. I'm like, damn. Yeah. It was insane. So. Yeah. Hands down, 30 caliber. Yeah. But I am totally guilty of being a non-believer. At oh, yeah. Yep. I actually, like, I, I think about it often how there's a lot of spots that are limited to uh, 22 because of loss, you know? And, like, I uh-huh. would love to see a Matt Dubber video with a 30 in South Africa. Oh, my God. Pigeons. Yeah. Like, it would be insane. Yeah. Like. Yeah, they can't shoot more than the twenty-two cal over there. Yeah, but when he comes up, when those guys come over here, man, they, they oh yeah, they out. take advantage of them. Yeah. But I mean, I want to see it in South African yeah. settings because I just think that place is so beautiful. Yeah, it is. It's so different from what we have. It's just and yeah. ask and ask Keith what caliber he ordered his new uh, impact, his first impact in tape. Yes. <laughs> oh, what is it? It's a thirty. It's a thirty. Man, what? Wow, but that I'm is awesome. A so, in 22. Yes. So that, see, I'm not like okay. power hungry. No. It's just whatever suits the situation. Yeah. But if you've got a 700 millimeter impact with a power plenum on it, 
I can't imagine a reason not to shoot 30 cal. Absolutely. Unless you don't have the room because they are kind of, that's something that we need to probably talk about in our videos a little bit more too is like these uh, powerful air guns that we're shooting. And, you know, we show shots shooting off the silo, but we don't show people that we know for a fact that there's nothing but a wooded mountainside for 1500 yards behind it. You yeah, know what I mean? Well, what we do, Dave, is when we go to these right. new places or whatever, very first thing Keith does is he gets out his Google Earth and he looks on this Google Earth around this whole new farm that we're going at before we even take guns out of the truck yeah. and sees yardage for any buildings or houses or roads before we even start attempting to, to take shots. Yeah. And then we, we talk to the farmers yes. and we know everything. We really know everything about a property, even if it's brand new before we ever even take the shot. Yeah. And usually these farms that we go to are farms that I found on Google earth or I just know the guy. Yeah. Um, but like I've searched Google earth right. and I'll, I'll look at a farm and I'm like, Oh my God, look at all that feed on the ground and the silos and but oh there's a house within you know x number of yards which for us are if we're shooting slugs our safety bumper we figure around 1500 yards is uh if there's something within that range a lot of times we don't even bother going to the farm at all nope or shoot pellets yeah or shoot because pellets. there's a big difference between yep. pellets and slugs pellets always have a place in our toolbox yep Yeah, that's and that's a really good thing also for listeners just to consider, you know, because I think the more and more stuff they see, you know, happening with long range shooting, the more inspired they are to try that or to get out and do it, you know, and maybe long range for them yeah. is 50 yards. Um, but that's also it's still you have to keep that in consideration, you know, what what kind of distance can you achieve, you know, and, and are you putting property or people or pets or something at risk if you miss and you know at, at whatever distance you're shooting yeah. so that's definitely a huge thing to keep in mind as your surroundings when you're shooting all the time you know as you get carried yeah. away we uh we have properties that we hunt including my own where we're yeah. discussing angles like just today i was bringing up google yep. earth to show them an angle that i didn't like on our on my own property and uh i was like we can never shoot this way mm -hmm. because of this and um, it's something that, you know, it's there's you're only in competition with yourself, I think. Mm -hmm. Like Norm and I have a friendly competition here and there shooting at targets or whatever. But when you're hunting, you're trying to hit an animal. It's you and the animal. Right. So there's no there's no machismo needed. You don't need to, like, prove anything to anybody. So to take a shot, you're not 100 percent sure in terms of the safety of if I miss um or if i don't hit the silo that it's sitting on or if i do hit the silo because with the 30 calibers when we shoot slugs mm -hmm. we don't shoot at birds on silo tops because the 30 caliber will damage unless they're concrete right. yeah unless they're concrete so there's like all these things that i wish we had time for in our videos and maybe we'll try and incorporate them a little bit more just on the the thought process of each hunt and you know how we know what the risks are in every direction before we ever even take a gun out of the case. Yeah, and, and another thing, as many birds as you see us kill on video or woodchucks, twice that amount of shots on 
because we don't feel comfortable right. with yeah. a shot. And it, it, it doesn't even matter range. Right. You could be 15 yards. And if we're shooting at a bird in a barn, we have to make sure there's wood behind that bird. Yeah. It's um, a really frustrating. Oh, reality. it's very frustrating. But at the end of the day, we can leave there with a good conscience that, listen, we did our best to be safe, ethical. And to us, that's more important than killing anything. Yeah. Those are wise words right there, because sometimes it's hard to resist that oh. shot. You know, the, the animal's right there, and then your mother-in-law's right behind the animal, and you just, <laughs> you want to take the shot, take but you can't. Anyway. Yeah. I like my mother-in-law's mom. <laughs> but, yeah, that's... Yeah. that's <laughs> Oh, me too. She's great. She's really a cool lady. I'm, I'm definitely <laughs> blessed in, in that department as well. But so real quick, you guys mentioned that you um, are doing a lot of this on Keith's farm. Uh, so what kind of farm is it, Keith? grass-fed and finished black Angus beef. So in other words, they've never eaten grain. It's only grass. Um, we raise uh, heritage pork that are on real pastures um and eat only organic grain because their stomachs are like us they're supposed to have some grains so they get a side of that mm-hmm. and uh when it's warm out we raise meat chickens as um on pasture organic soy free and we do the same thing with our with our eggs they're literally on pasture 365 days a year which in you know upstate new york is not easy um but yeah, no, no that's, and, that's it's not, uh, and it's not, uh, you know, money in, in uh, animal protein. Actually, why we have the distillery, that was the, the impetus for me and my wife to jump in and say, you know, let's mortgage our house, take a risk, do this. And um, because we really, really love um, our farm and our land, and we love that our kids are interested and that they want to be here. Um, so like my personal nightmare is to like pass my kids a failing farm. So, um, but it doesn't have to fail. You know, it can have, you can add veggies and you can add whiskey and gin and vodka and things like this. So that's the goal, um, is to kind of, um, kind of, you know, help the farm out financially with the distillery so that it all jives and can continue um, until I'm dead and gone. That's the dream. Well, that's amazing. So I know you can't ship the whiskey state to state, but can we in different states get a hold of your uh, farm products? Uh, yes. Yes, you can. Um, just. Uh, well, how, how can we do that? Because I am interested. <laughs> Well, the easiest way would be to just email me. Um, we have an uh, 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 email for the channel that's armymedic.25 at gmail.com. So that's armymedic, because that's what I was, dot two five because I love 25 caliber, at gmail.com. And just let me know what you want, and I'll give you prices, and we can ship it out. <laughs> Could you get me some Rocky Mountain oysters? Yeah, all right. So I did that once. So me and my me and my dad <laughs> were at um, a famous bar in Wyoming. We had just finished. First of all, let me say that my dad is amazing. Like this guy's the guy. He's taken me to Scotland hunting red stag. Uh, Canada, Canada, we hunted caribou together. <laughs> We've been to Wyoming twice. Once for mule deer and antelope. Once for elk. 
like he's just given me every opportunity in the world hunting wise to just grow in love with this and i have um and so anyway we we just finished our elk hunt in wyoming and we saddle up to this bar that the queen of england had given to wild bill hickok as a gift way back in the day and uh we slapped the bar and say whiskey you know and, and the waitress was not entertained at all <laughs> <laughs> and then uh she's like, what do you want we're like, wonder, well we'll have the rocky mountain oysters because you know we're like these morons from new york trying <laughs> to experience real real wyoming life and so yeah we loved it so much. I was like, well, shit, we have bulls. Oh, sorry. I should, I should. Can you bleep that out? <laughs> so, That's okay. Tyler Patner cussed on here. So, so it's I, I like, we have bulls. It's fair. Let's try that. So I had the butcher that we use keep aside two of the bull's testicles because I was going to make those Rocky Mountain oysters and remember our time in Wyoming. Long story short, I had the package in my hand and I didn't even want to open the package. I was so grossed out. So then I open up the package and throw it really? to my chickens because <laughs> chickens eat anything. They would not touch it. Really? <laughs> yeah, they wouldn't touch That's it. That's a sign. That's so I was like, well, I'm glad I didn't eat those. I think they had some cream filling or something I wanted to avoid. Oh, man. But yeah, I was. Yeah, so I'm going to be batch. in for any time I go to a classic, you know, Western bar that has Rocky Mountain oysters, but I'm not prepping them in my kitchen. And I, and I love to cook, but that ain't happening. <laughs> well, fair enough. Um, but cool. So and we can just get a link up to in the description of the um, podcast episode so people can email you if they want to get a hold of grass fed and yeah, finished man. black cool. Angus. Yeah. And Is that right? To be honest. And then you got pork and chips in a while because um, we just don't like the carbon footprint of it. We're, you know, pretty to uh, keeping it local. Right. But uh, with the, the Corona thing, um, you know, times change and you got to keep a business alive. So we're back into shipping. Cool. Well, um, I think I'm going to get a hold of That's, some of your meat. Uh... And I'm talking about <laughs> Let me the tell cow. You something. If you've never... If you've no. never eaten grass-fed <laughs> meat before, you can't. I can't even explain it. Like Keith uh, and Nicole came up to uh, my that's wedding. my wife. But... That's his wife. Yeah, that's not his girl's wife. <laughs> right. And uh, <laughs> they brought us up to our campground this hamburger meat. That's hamburger meat, you know. Let me tell you, what hamburger meat. Ever since mm -hmm. I ate one of those hamburgers. Yeah, you're like addicted. I'm addicted. To it. <laughs> and then, of course, when somebody special comes over, like Bobo, um, who else came over? I mean, we even let Steve feel special. Yeah, sometimes. we let Steve feel special. But we, uh, we have, oh, you know who was a great house guest? Um, Alex. Yeah, Alex from this, FX. This guy, yeah, Alex used to work for um, FX. He's moved on to a different company now, but um, he was a great house guest. Yeah. He was in love with that ribeye steak. Steaks that I, I love when new people come over. Because you know I'm going to make yeah, it. Yeah, I know what he's going to make. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I mean, oh, my God. When awesome. you taste this grass-fed meat, it's, it's insane. Yeah, well, so the cool, like, most gra grass-fed gets a bad rap because they try and process them at, like, a year and a half, like they do with regular cows that eat corn. And. But well, we don't do that. We mm -hmm. actually, our cows are an average of five and six and seven years old um, when we process them. 
So we're talking about literal 2,000-pound animals that hang at like 1,000 pounds and the marbling, you just you can't get anywhere else. I mean, I'm not going to tell you that it's cheap. It's not. Seven-year-old animals, but it's amazing. Well, you you get yeah. what you pay for it too. Not just yeah, in the we'll, air gun we'll industry. Yeah, we'll break out a bill for you today. Yeah, so we'll charge a double, no problem. Yeah, yeah. We know you're. Lo- yeah, yeah. It was good, <laughs> no problem. Dude, that that's honestly all I eat is is grass fed, grass finished. My my wife and I are pretty um, environmentally conscious and just health conscious too. And then one of my brothers uh, right now, who's um, fighting bone cancer again. Um, that's the only kind of meat just because the quality, that's the only meat he can eat. So I was actually talking to him about you guys and he was like, well, Hey dude, if it's grass finished and, uh, you know, grass fed, grass finished, he's like, let me know. Cause he's like, I'd, right. I'd love to get we, some. We got so you definitely got some customers. Uh, if you're okay, okay with that. that. I kind of got that feeling when we were talking about apple cider vinegar and you're like, my wife's and so using that. I was like, yeah, he's kind of like us when it comes to eating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude, my, my other side of me, like people that they either see the air gun side of me or like the health side of me, it's because I have like a normal Instagram where I post like pictures of my family and, you know, things I do. Um, and then I have the air gun podcast Instagram where I post, you know, videos of animals right. getting yeah. lit up and all that kind of stuff that most people aren't into. But the other side of me, you know, I'm, I'm big into like just natural remedies. I've seen a lot of success with those. Apple cider vinegar is one of them, you know, essential oils and then just eating good, clean yeah, food, man. you know, that's, that's pretty much my jam. So oh, I'm all about back. it. Um, <laughs> well, thank you. And if anyone out there doesn't know about apple cider vinegar, yeah. that is why Keith is such a good shot <laughs> is because he drinks apple cider vinegar. So. They're going to blame Get every yourself. missile on the sour taste. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it is it's it's rough to get down sometimes honestly yeah. but we you know we have this thing now with the coronavirus where we take shots of it every night like me my wife and my two kids and we just make a game of it so i don't remember how it started but we're doing uh we started saying cheers in a different language every night so you know everything from like skull to salute or lachaim you know we're just like rolling around through all the languages <laughs> that's awesome so you guys gotta learn how to say it in Afrikaans. Yeah, get the South South African crew on board. I'll text Matt later and see what the deal is. <laughs> yeah, although he's probably already asleep. That's a That's weird it. thing when you're friends with people like I know from all the way across. Giles yeah, he was like, texting me last night and asking me questions, and then in the middle of the conversation, he's like, "Okay, I'm going to bed." <laughs> yeah, and you're like, "But it's only yeah. six, and it's midnight there." Yeah, you know, it's weird. Yeah, that is it is weird. But even even just the time difference here from here to you guys is is kind of funky. Yeah, well, yeah something like, I didn't think about when I started doing the podcast. It's three hours difference to Wyoming, right? Yeah. From New York. He's not Wyoming. Wait, oh, he's not? Where, where, what state are you in? Yeah, I'm in Colorado. Yeah. I'm I'm two hours different from yeah, you guys. I'm already like I'm a but, bourbon and a corn whiskey in already. So yeah, you know. You're, Way behind us. He's staggering while we're talking right now. Yeah. (laughs) Just walking in circles, (laughs) living up to the 68 whiskey name. But, Tave, let me tell you something quick about you mentioned why Keith's such a good shot. Keith is, I am so, 
my words, I am more excited about going to RMAC to see Keith compete than myself. I, I, I just would rather go there, relax, like I did in Ohio, and watch him compete. Uh-huh. He's really hyping me up right now, and we need I know, to I know dial that back. Yeah, I know, he, I know he's going to hate me saying this, but I'm telling you, I've shot with many people. Um, I'm, I'll be 56 years old. I've shot my whole life. I've competed thousand yard ranges and blah 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 and i have never met somebody that can read wind uh and knows all this information uh about shooting as keith and uh you know everybody says who's better shot i said well keith says i'm a better shot i say he's a better shot trust me i can't wait to see him compete in armac uh because i've been to ohio and i've seen the class of shooters that he's going to be shooting against. And I'll, I'll be shooting too in RMAC, but um, I just cannot wait. I know that there's nobody out there in my eyes that's going to outshoot him. He's so complimentary. You don't even understand. Say that is not the truth at all. No, <laughs> I, we'll still, see. I still miss girls <laughs> at 50 yards sometimes. We'll like, see. <laughs> that's because you forgot to dial your scope right. back down from 300. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, we've done that all the time. Yes. Um, but Norm, Man, that, Norm's got a lot of funny. faith, and I, I appreciate it. I do. Comment, but, but, uh, because I, I will shoot with him almost every day. So, you know, and, and I always like, what do you think? When I go to make a shot, what do you think? Yeah, actually, let me tell you <laughs> let me tell you how good my advice is. The other day, we're out shooting our new guns. So oh, yeah. he's shooting pellets out of his 30, and I'm shooting slugs. And He's like, there's, there's a bird right there. It was really close to 68 yards. I, can't, I think it was 69 or 70, something like that. And I was like, dude, I think you need, uh, I don't know, three, four. He's like, okay. So he takes a shot. He's like, I saw it. I only needed one. I was like, you got to stop asking me for dope. I have no idea. That's very rare. <laughs> I got to be able to throw the back this time because it's very rare. 99% of the time, Keith does the wind calls. Well, he was shooting a woodchuck at 150 the other day oh, yeah. with slugs. He's like, I think I'm going to give it three. But the thing was, there was a this uh, wood stove, wood stove yeah. and, I could, and I could see where the smoke was blowing. And it was like really quartering towards us. So I'm like, no, only give it two, man. He's like, no, I'm telling you, I'm thinking this three. I'm like, I'm telling you two. He's like, all right, I'll listen to your two. He shot that thing like right between the oh, eyes. That so cool. That's our next video coming out. Yeah. Where do you um, see that? We've video? Got, we took both of these brand new uh, impacts that uh, Utah Air's custom shop sent us. And I'm shooting slug, shooting pellets. Mm-hmm. And I nail one at 240, 240 yards. That stone dead. Just, yeah, it's like <laughs> broke its back. It does this amazing roll down. And then the very next shot I take is at 150. Yeah. When this woodchuck sticking his head out of the hole, and I just smoked it. Yeah, that's what you see is the woodchuck's face sticking out of the hole. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that was all your wind call because I would have like pierced his ear. You know, it would be a clean shot. So I'm getting, I'm getting better <laughs> at this wind call. You stuff. are. I always call for more, and you always call for less. Yeah. And probably if we combine them. All the time, we do better. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> Last, what was that, two days ago? Three days? I don't know. Time's crazy. That was but, Saturday. Yeah, so Saturday, I listened to you, and it paid off. Yeah, I don't even know what day it is with all this I know, coronavirus stuff. I'm, it's, and it's rare it's because 
Keith like is the most... always down in the city at the market every, every Saturday. Saturday. And it was so weird that we did it on this Saturday because they didn't weren't able to yeah, go. Yeah, I've market. never hunted on a Saturday in ten years. Yeah. I've been doing farmers markets in New York City for the last a little bit over huh. ten years and I've never missed a weekend. And last weekend was the very first one that I decided I'm not going to put on a mask and gloves this week. It looks like the numbers are spiking. I'm just going to stay home and work. And uh, work ended up being like an hour. And then <laughs> Norm and I ran around the farm shooting stuff. And it was this awesome. is, this, their farm here is what I call my Disneyland. You'd have to see it to appreciate it. Hey, that's... Well, maybe you guys could give us a tour of the farm sometime on one of the videos. It could be like a... A longer video cool, to show all the good stuff. The drone. Well, the thing is, you have to do it with a drone because it's 450 acres. I know, but it's not a small farm. That, well, that sounds big to us in New York, but that's nothing anywhere else. Like where Tay lives, that's like, oh, that's your lawn. That's nice. Yeah. That's just like my house. But yeah, New York, it's big. It is big. Over here. No, I. Like, no, that, that, that's a good, that's a good, I, I think anything over. A hundred acres or above is yeah. that's a big well, ass well, chunk of property to me. So to shoot to the um, limit of our guns, yeah. we're happy. Yeah, you bet. That's all we really care about. If we're yeah. gonna be on, yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> all you need, really. Man, so craziness. So, is there anyone that you guys want to yeah. uh, to thank uh, or give a shout out to? Well, the, the list is endless. Um, you know, but tell me, I'd love like them. To start at um, YouTubers that have helped us out a lot. Yeah. Um, first of all, Bob. Well, I mean, Bob was a the first one to you really, tell. you know, yeah. give us encouragement, and then he gave us this crazy beautiful endorsement in his last video before he started trucking on the road. So that was, you know, so heartfelt and uh, and really, and yeah. it helped us grow a lot. Like, and the second one would be Steve from Airgun Evolution. Yeah, yeah. Steve has been. Uh, we had no idea that Steve was our neighbor. Uh, yeah, he lives then, like two hours, hour and a half, two hours from us. I thought it was like, no. Well, well with Steve driving, yeah, it's an hour. Right, yeah, there you go. Yeah. So he's helped us out a lot, and uh, uh -oh. and then Cyclops Joe <laughs> yeah. has been amazing. Um, he gives us advice on you know how to tag our videos, and um, he's given us multiple shout outs, and he's just a really nice, down to earth guy. Um, and I also want to give one more shout out to not someone who's helped us yet, but I want to help them. You know, do you know Newman Buck from uh 910 Air? What was it? 910 Air Repair, Air Gun Repair, something like that. His channel is amazing. I wish I hadn't been to Bourbons in so I could oh. remember the name perfectly. But, but... <laughs> yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. I, I think I follow him. If you want to watch somebody take apart an fx and put it back together and diagnose problems you don't want any of the flair you don't want any of the nonsense but you want high quality video it's amazing um yeah it's 910 air gun repair i'm pretty sure and uh the videos are just outstanding so i'd like to give him a shout out to help grow his channel i think he just reached around a thousand but this dude thousands and thousands and i thousands. and i had the honor of meet getting able being able to meet him in ohio uh, him and him, him and Ernest were down there, you know, repairing and working on guns. Yeah, he's a young guy, right? He is really young. I, I forget how old mm -hmm. he was when when uh, we talked, but uh, what a class act of a guy. 
I'd like to give a shout out to Ernest myself. Yeah, he's Ernest been up, has been amazing. He's been up yeah. a few times. He lives about two hours south of us in Jersey. And uh, he's been up a few times to do uh, some pesting videos with us and just hang out. He's so much fun. And yeah, he's funny. Um, I mean, I was so intimidated to meet him at first because yeah. I was like, it's Ernest Rowe. I like, know. I don't even know what to expect. I was like, be cool should i be serious and norm's like he's totally laid back don't worry about yeah, it man and then when i met him i was like oh this is awesome yeah yeah, yeah. So he's he's actually come to the farmer's market just to hang out for a few yeah, hours yeah yeah i mean not since it got cold or coronavirus <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> i don't blame either one of those um, yeah but then of course you have um the biggest know. shout out i want to give is to justin at yeah at just, Utah oh God, yeah so Justin Jacobson has been and so Austin. kind to us. Yeah, and, and Austin. His partner. I, yeah. The, the, that's a team that you can't beat. The, the whole company is amazing. I mean, all the people there that I – in Ohio from Utah Air, were they, first of all, they idolized Justin and Austin. They loved working for those guys. And that has something – you know, that tells you something too. It's a lot of employees. Don't like their bosses. Well, these guys oh, yeah, for sure. love uh, Justin and Austin, so they must be doing something right. And I love how, like, Justin's one of the few people that we can text, and, like, he'll text us right back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He'll be like, yeah, absolutely. He'll give us advice or let us know if something's in stock. And that's – it's really, really rare to actually be able to get a hold of someone that's in charge of a – you know, a company like Utah. And he's a straight shooter. Oh, yeah. I, I love, I yes, love yeah. people that are straight. I don't care if they tell you to go whatever yourself. If nothing else, I'll respect that. I don't like being bullcrap. That's not how Keith and I are. Right. Whenever you see something in our videos, it's 100% right up front. We don't pull any punches. You yeah. know, we, we've had people saying, hey, do you want to do some reviews on our stuff? We say, listen, we're 100% honest. So, if you want us to review yeah. your stuff and yep. we hate it, we're telling them we hate it. Yeah. Well, I always tell people, like, you can send me stuff yeah. if you want. Yeah. And if you insist on a review, it's going to be honest. Yeah. Or if I like it, I'll show it. If yeah. I don't, I won't. Right. Um, you know, you, make, you tell me which way you want to go. But if yeah. you say you must review this, mm -hmm. get ready to get trashed. I haven't had a single person take me up on that yeah, yet. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's anyway the point. Yeah, I'm going to send you guys yeah, some yeah, whiskey, yeah. and I want to review, okay? Are you serious? I'm, I'm making it in my basement right now. Oh, that, I was going to... No, I'm totally kidding. I don't have a basement. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, but I, I, I'm... I, uh, I'm definitely interested. I, I watched a video on some guys making moonshine, and that just kind of sparked my interest in the whole process of getting different types of alcohol and that kind of thing. And I don't really drink. I mean, I've had beer before. But I'm not, you know, waited till I was 21 to, to have a beer and the whole nine yards. So I'm, I'm not, 16. I'm not like a, <laughs> yeah, I'm hey, not a connoisseur. If the you one mean. thing is that, but, you know, whiskey is an acquired taste. I'm, There's nobody who sips whiskey for their first time and likes it. You actually, I think that you have to dull your taste buds a little bit. Like you have to be either older or younger and tried it a bunch of times. So that the burn goes away and you taste all the the subtle flavors. Yeah, but why'd you look at me when you said older? Well, because you're old, <laughs> you're fossilized. <laughs> <laughs>
And Tave, a lot of people that Good watch baby. our videos watch our videos because they're fun. They see we have so much fun making those videos. I don't even care if we end up killing oh, yeah. one bird. We have so much fun, like when Steve's down or Ham's with us or Bobo's with us, Ernest. We just have fun. Yeah. We've and, actually filmed a couple things that didn't end up being that fun because of like the weather was just so atrocious or something. Oh, and then we just don't make a video of it because yeah. it's like, yeah. why, why bother? Yeah. You know, the, the fun of air gun shooting right. is what we're all about. And uh, I hope that that translates in our, in our videos. Like we like to get serious and offer good advice sometimes, but at the end of the day, we're just a couple guys having oh, yeah. a lot of fun with air guns. Yeah, absolutely. I hope that comes through. Oh, it definitely does. That's that's one of the reasons why I stuck with your channel from when I first saw stuff, and um, and I'll continue Thanks, to man. stick with it. I love what you guys are doing. Um, you're just, you're good dudes. I can tell. You know, j just from the videos, like like I said, I I knew this would be a pretty easy going episode. Um, just cause you guys, you know how to talk. You're not awkward. You're not, I don't know. You don't, you're not going to like, <laughs> I don't know, be a dickhead basically. So I, I mean, definitely oh, yeah. been a, a good conversation and we could keep going for yeah, literally hours. Um, but I want to be respectful of your time and your, your whiskey. So any final thoughts before we close out this episode? And I think there definitely needs to be a part I, two I would love where we can talk more about whiskey. But oh, yeah. um, part two, three, any final thoughts? Series. Final, yeah. <laughs> but fi final thoughts. I just have to <laughs> say, like we've we've been wowed by um, a the the reactions that we've gotten from our subscribers, and like we have a really solid you know, core of people that watch every video when it comes out yeah. and comment back. And that means us just a ton to us. Yeah. Because it's a lot of work. What we do is fun, but well, it's a lot. I have the fun part. Yeah. He's got the work, right? Because yeah. that's when it all starts is with all the editing. It's a lot of time that he puts into this because he could just throw a video together, but he's really anal and, you know, thinks it through and knows how to word things. Um, so he's he has the the hard work part but it's but it but that's a different kind of like satisfaction for me but yeah i mean at the end of the day i think that the final thoughts is just that the the support that we've gotten so early on is what keeps me motivated to keep you know do trying to do better videos like yeah. to make more watchable videos instead of just being all scope cam mm -hmm. or just all us you know joking with each other like to mix in between yeah. And um and honestly we couldn't do what we've done now without the support from Utah. I mean Utah oh, Airguns has been amazing to us and um yeah. They are totally cool with us um using whatever we want to use buying from other companies which is really cool cuz when I first explained to Norm that I really wanted to work with <laughs> Utah Airguns he was like well, that's fine, but nobody tells me what to do. I'm going to do whatever I want to do. I'm like, Norm, everyone's going to be fine with that. <laughs> so, but he was so he was so adamant that we had to have that flat out conversation. Yeah. Justin's like, yeah, man, duh, that's yeah. cool. Do whatever you want. But I'm, I'm you know, not, I'd I'm, like to help you guys if I can. I'm weird that way. I don't like to be bought, paid for. I don't, you know. I'm, yeah. I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm going to shoot what I want to shoot when I want to shoot it. And if anybody, you know, liked it or didn't like it or 
And that's um, the beauty of our agreements all oh, yeah. across the board. Absolutely. Um, like Jonathan at FX. Yeah. We told, I told him that's how, how we are. Yeah. And these guys just help us so much. And even, not even with, with uh, materialistic things, but advice. Yeah, advice and counsel. You know, like when, yeah. when we, or even if we just want to have a conversation with someone who's got a different point of view. Absolutely. Like we can, we can reach out to Justin and have, yeah. you know, we always, we always say like, it's fun to talk to Justin and it's going to take an hour. Yeah. You know, like yeah. there's no doubt about it. He's just a really cool guy. Um, mm -hmm. When we just started working with uh, Dale, environment knockers, same thing. Like, you know, mm -hmm. we send us this many and we'll shoot them because we love them because they make birds like actually explode um, when they get hit with your slugs. Um, but, you know, it's got to work for us to love it and we're not going to shoot unless we love it. So it's, it's been a lot of fun working with all these different people and everyone being so cool with our terms of we're, you know, if we don't like your product, we're not going to show it at all. And if we love it, we'll tell everyone we love it. And yeah. hopefully um, people can see the, the realness of it. Um, Cause I know there's a lot of, you know, distrust on the forums of people that only shoot one gun or only shoot one company's things. And, that's just not what we're into. We just no, want right. to shoot. Um, and if we love it, we'll tell you that we love it. And we, we kind of get addicted to certain brands. Um, but it's not because of, you know, quote unquote free stuff. We don't get paid by anybody. No, um, no, nope, nobody pays us anything. So. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I want to close by saying I want to thank guys like Jonathan, uh, Matt Dubber. You know, when I was in Ohio, Matt took the time to tell me, I said, Matt, any um, suggestions you can give us or advice for our channel, Harad? Uh, he gave me great advice. Listen, if you're not, if you're in a bad mood that day, don't so, do a yeah, video. Don't People that watch them can tell. Uh, be yourselves. Don't try to act. Um, and then Jonathan, of course, you know, with his encouragement all the time, listen, I said, Jonathan, anything we should change? You just keep doing what you guys yeah, are do doing. What you do. Don't change a thing. Um, and to us, like you say, we want to be the best we can be. So anybody that can give us advice, we're here to listen. That's for sure. Yeah, because at the end of the day, like as much as we love shooting mm -hmm. and as much as we love being YouTubers, like for me anyway, the passion is like, did people enjoy this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I really want to enjoy watching our stuff. Yeah. And uh, right. so, yeah, we're kind of open ears to whatever Absolutely. anybody has to say. Yeah. But especially from, you know, people that have been in the game a little bit. That's the bit. whole thing. You yeah. know, guys like Matt and Haddad and yeah. all those guys that, you know, have been doing it. We've been doing this for less than a year. Yeah, it's great. So, <laughs> well, we didn't. Yeah. April 26th. So this month on the 26th is our one year anniversary um, from our first very first video posted. And that's not like when we decided to, quote unquote, have a channel, but it's when the channel started. And uh I cannot believe all the cool opportunities we've had over the Unless last year. year. Yeah, in one year. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess the real final thought is thank you to viewers and to, uh, to everyone that's helped us out with either gear or advice yeah. to bring us to, to where we are. We're still a very small channel, but we've had some really unique experiences already. And I, I just can't wait to see, um, you know, what next year brings. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm excited for you guys, and I'm I'm not uh, someone who's been in the game for a while, but 
I've probably watched, I would say, more Airgun-related videos and content and read more Airgun um, content than most people on planet Earth. Um, And that's what got me into it. So I would say from a consumer's point of view that you guys are doing great and just stick with what you're doing and you are being yourselves. I've seen nothing but consistency there. Um, and I just say, keep doing what you're doing. And I'm really excited to see what you guys do over the next, um, you know, few years to come and, and see where air gunning goes. Cause you guys, like I said, and I, I feel like, I don't know, um, maybe I'm giving myself too much credit, but I feel like I kind of predicted some success in the air gun world. Um, when I was reaching out to you guys originally on Instagram, you know, and that was the only way I could really get a hold of you. I, so I, yeah, I think, thank you. And I, and I think, I think you're you guys doing are, it too. I remember that conversation and I remember firing back you like, Hey, check out this podcast. Cause I like how their intro is or whatever. And I, I like, uh, I like where this podcast mm-hmm. is headed to man. So I, I've been a fan from the beginning. I listened to all of them. I'm looking forward to more. And uh, I, your last bunch of videos, the guest list, ourselves and you know excluded yeah um has been really great <laughs> absolutely well i think this is going to be a good one too um and thanks for, for sticking along and i'll tell you what it's difficult to um run a podcast from a just an app on your phone and talk to people in remote locations hey, you're instead the of being together in like it, some man. sort of That's, studio you know, so thanks for niche that is pretty cool like i i listen to all that stuff like i would listen to the one you did with justin because i was like i've talked to this guy for literally hours on the phone and i didn't know a lot of the stuff Mm -hmm. that you brought up and it's just so fun to dig into the minutiae um where you only have you know the time for that on something like a podcast like to learn you know triple j i had no idea I had no idea it originated in a gas station. Right, yes, it blows my mind. Like, the little stuff that you find out about people that we already know and love is pretty fun. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's that's what I love to do is kind of extract that information because it's it's those little nuggets that people just really like, you know. And, uh, well. Thank you guys so much for taking the time. Uh, there definitely will be a part two. Sounds we'll talk great. more whiskey on part two, I'm sure. Um, but, uh, man, really excited for you guys and what's to come. And thank you so much for joining me on the Airgun Podcast. I know our listeners are going to really enjoy that. And, um, yeah, like I said, shoot me the the information that we need to contact you guys, whether it's for the speed loaders or it's for some freaking top-notch <laughs> beef. Because um, I'd like both of those. So, um, we'll get that out there for the listeners to hear and, um, yeah, you guys are the best. I'm, I'm glad things are going in the direction they're going. Hopefully this coronavirus stuff clears up soon. So most of life can get back to normal for the most part and we can keep getting some great videos and absolutely. We appreciate you, buddy. Thanks so much for thinking of us. Yeah. Thank you for having us on. uh, Definitely stay safe. You and your family. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll be safe. We're we're uh, quarantine's gonna start getting hot here, so hopefully that that helps yeah. get the virus away from spreading more. 
But yeah. things are looking pretty good here in Colorado. I know you guys are a hot spot in New York, so Thanks we'll so be much. praying for you to stay safe up there. Yeah, of course. Well, you guys take care. Enjoy the rest of your evening. You too, and All um, right, buddy. Take, take a sip of whiskey for How me. You All right. <laughs>